when there is pressure coming from the prices rising, there is not much room there to play with. Like, you know, they will take a bit of a hit, but there is only a small amount that they can just cope with, so they will have to raise prices. Today on Dirty Linen, we continue to talk costs and pricing in hospitality. It's a, it's a huge issue. Um, it's drawn a huge response, which we, we love. We're glad to be part of this conversation and airing issues that people obviously feel really passionate about and feel that the time to talk about them has definitely come. Uh, we try to be solutions focused on this podcast. So I brought in an expert who is from the industry uh, a while ago, but is now working in another area. Alice Fox is a pricing expert with a lot of experience in the hospitality industry. She's worked for Marriott and honed her skills in food and beverage operations. Currently, she's helping companies like Seek, Wink and Domain nail, nail down their pricing game. She's got a degree in both hospitality management and economics and finance. I'm looking forward to her perspective. Alice, welcome to Dirty Linen. Hi, Danny. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do and and, uh, what you're going to bring to this conversation. Uh, Sure. So I spent a few years in hospitality. And as you mentioned, I was working for Marriott for a few years and also other food and beverage operations. And then Marriott was both rooms and food and bev. Uh, I do have a degree in hospitality management on top of my economics and finance degree. And currently I work as a pricing strategist and I've been working across multiple industries, uh, media, advertising, consumer goods. And generally I just help create pricing strategies and help price products right so the variety of different industries gives me a good good insight of what matters where the most Uh, so yeah i'll be happy to offer some perspective on hospitality fantastic i mean pricing strategy i didn't even i didn't even know there was such a job as pricing expert uh, until yesterday so uh, what are some of the considerations that you bring to bear in your work Oh, we definitely exist. <laughs> uh, yes. So I, uh, we, it, it really depends on the product. It depends on the industry. So if you look at hospitality, uh, it is, I think it's one of the industries that's particularly tricky and it's particularly hard for the restaurants, especially at the moment. Uh, so you definitely need to look at costs when you set your prices, but it's not the only reason that drives uh, your prices. You also your prices determine your positioning. Your prices are a message to the market. Your prices determine who will come and who will not come to your restaurant. And yeah, it's just so much more than just just a number. And they have to work together. They have to work in synergy. You can't just, you know, your whole menu needs to be aligned. It needs to work together. It's not just, you know, some random margin you put on top and hope it works. It is, and as you know, a lot of thinking goes into how particular elements of the menu are priced. Absolutely. So, I mean, what are some what are some particular points that you could see where hospitality is is particularly difficult in this regard? Like, where it's really hard to price things correctly in hospitality. I mean, especially now, I think one of one the biggest issue that uh, is not 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 a secret to anyone is raising costs. It's raising costs of ingredients. It's hard to source uh, good ingredients at the moment because of you know still there are still supply chain issues everywhere. Post COVID, it did not untangle itself, and also uh, some of the um, weather events that caused shortages as well. Labor. Price, um, 
salaries are going up, which is a good thing. Fair wages are a good thing. But at the same time, there are shortages and all these salaries going up, they have to be passed on to the customers. It can't be just coming out of nowhere. Someone has to pay for it. Uh, interest rates, are, everything is going up. Interest rates are going up. If your mortgage payments have gone up, probably same happened to your local Thai takeaway. So the rent has gone up or mortgage repayments have gone up. Everything is going up. Renovations, you know, you need to fix that aircon, you need to fix that something. Same thing. Restaurants have to pay for it. They have to pay more. They have to wait longer. And generally, yes, so we have we do operate currently in high inflation levels and it just it's it's unescapable. And on top of that, uh, restaurants, traditionally, it's an industry and it would be no surprise to anyone, uh, to anyone <laughs> inside the industry. It is a small margin operations. It's usually if you want to make a lot of money in uh, in restaurants, you either go big, vo- low price, big volume or you go low volume, big price. And especially hard for the guys in the middle, which try to do a bit of both, which would be a majority of restaurants unless you are a fast food chain. Uh, so, yeah, it's a small margin industry, but re- which requires a lot of hard work. And, uh, yeah, margins are, just not, margins are just not always there. So when there is pressure coming from the prices rising, there is not much room there to play with. Like, you know, they will take a bit of a hit, but there is only a small amount that they can just cope with so they will have to raise prices or they will have to you know new restaurants will be opening with higher expectations higher levels also to recoup their uh, investment Mm. I mean, it's. I think it's so true what you say that most of our, the uh, most hospitality businesses fall somewhere in the middle, somewhere between you know fast food and, and fine dining. And I think, you know, we as diners, uh, I as a diner, I so appreciate the creativity in those small businesses. But when things are so tight, people are so stretched. I think it is. I guess creativity, but also consistency um, are some of the things that are, yeah, really at a premium and they can, they can, they can fall away. Um, people are just, you know, the, concentrating on keeping the wheels spinning um, and some of the things that we love about those businesses, it's harder and harder for them to attain. Absolutely. It's harder to attain. And as you just mentioned, uh, there is a lot more variability, both in terms of quality and in terms of price for ingredients it's just it's just it's it just got harder to get the same same levels of any any produce you don't know you know if you price your dish at $15 because you know that this is the price of the ingredients and then you know in the next two weeks everything goes up up by 30% well, how often can you change the prices? Your customers would notice. So you have to have a bit of a buffer to cover for those things because it's, yeah, it's just tricky that way. Mm, that's so interesting. So it might be like if people think about, uh, you know, they might agonise about putting up a dish a dollar, but perhaps they should really be putting it up $3. Yeah, $2, $3, something just to create this bit of a buffer. But at the same time, there is competition. What if there is another place next door, two doors down, that offers a similar type of food, similar price point, maybe different cuisine, but, you know, sometimes you can have a Italian, sometimes you have Thai for dinner. And they they haven't done that, and then suddenly you're overpriced and all your customers pour there. But yes, I think it's it's just uh, we have to empathize with, you know, you, you know, you go to the supermarket and you see how much 
produce price fluctuated. It was not the case three years ago. It was not like this, never. It would fluctuate seasonally, of course, but not nearly as much. So yeah, same happens for the, uh, same happens for the restaurant owners. All right, so we've identified the problem, and I think you know if people listening to this podcast are well embedded in that already. Uh, we've we've uh, noted our empathy for this situation. Now, what about some solutions, Alice? What have you you know using bringing all your expertise in from these other industries and from hospitality? What are some ways forward for these businesses? Uh, before I jump into solutions, I think there is also one more thing that needs to be needs to be highlighted. Apart from obvious, the costs is uh, and, and that would be part of the solutions. <laughs> I just want to highlight that you know it's it is a problem that seeming seeming. Hospitality and restaurants is seemingly high transparency business, but it's on, only seemingly. So, you know, this notion that anyone can do it, I can just cook it myself. Well, maybe you can, but not to the same level. Also, you're paying not just for the ingredients, you're paying for all the labor and all the other things. And hospitality is the industry that makes it seem effortless. You are there to not know about any of the issues. You're there to get nice food, nice experience, or even take it home. But you are there to not know about any issues. You don't need to do the dishes. You don't need to buy, shop, decide, cook, any of that. So it's included in price. And, you know, it's it's part of the part of nature of the business to make it seem easy. But you know what? It's actually not necessarily easy. <laughs> so, yes, this is where perception of value and value based pricing comes to play. Um, so one of one of the solutions would be not not complain about how hard it is, I guess. This is not what I'm saying, but just maybe educate your customers a bit more. Think of sourdough bread as an example. Like if you put on your packaging that 36-hour sourdough bread, you actually decide that, you know what, maybe it's worth, you know, paying $8 for it because that so much labor and so much energy and time went into creating this product. So maybe this is one of the ways to educate customers of how much not necessarily effort, but how much love goes into something and then they would be more appreciative and have more empathy and just stop and think. I think everyone would agree with all these points if they had a moment to think about it. And yeah, maybe that would be one of the solutions. So it's a way of um, getting your customers engaged with a narrative around your business that's not exactly saying, poor me, this is so tough, Um, you really need to pay more, but it's just... Uh, bringing customers on the journey with you a little bit. Exactly. Bringing them on a journey is a perfect way to describe it. Yes. Okay. Love that. Um, what else have you got for us? Uh, be creative and find, be creative. I mean, that's easier said than done, I suppose. Uh, but try and find synergies, try and find maybe having a bit more flexibility in terms of what's on the menu, what you're offering. Can you use ingredients? Can you substitute certain ingredients? Can you, uh, get your customers to expect, you know, have, have it as seasonal greens and then whatever is seasonal, whatever is uh, more available at the moment, that would help you in your pricing game as well. Find things that, you know, maybe can be used in more than one recipe. All are standard practices for many businesses already. So I'm not, you know, discovering America here. Uh, But at the same time, maybe this is a tricky time when businesses should focus more uh, on finding those solutions and going, spending a bit more effort there. Sure. So I get could imagine, you know, whether it's 
something that's served with mash that you have this idea that it's it's a seasonal mash or it's a seasonal veg rather than it's potato it's parsnip it's this so that you could take advantages of um take advantage of um yeah good buys on produce from time to time Yes, absolutely. So try and find those things. And yeah, another thing, generally high inflation periods throughout the history, this is where you show, this is where you discover which which companies, which restaurants in this case, have pricing power and who don't have pricing power. And usually it's determined by whether you deliver value or not. So it is, you know, when it's richer times, more people can, more, more businesses can survive by providing, you know, being seven out of 10. But in those times, you have to be tougher, you have to be, you have to be better and not, and, and you just have to, you have to, you have to show the value to your customer. It has to be there and you need to communicate it properly. So it is a tougher game and just, yeah, just racing. So pricing power, that's when, I mean, you said something early on about uh, that um, businesses, hang on, what did you say? <laughs> it was really good. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that part of setting prices is uh, that you're choosing your customers. You're selecting who's going to come there by setting your prices. I mean, is that what you mean by pricing power? Uh, pricing power generally is whether you are allowed. Uh, it, it's about it. It, it, it comes from a concept of price elasticity, and it essentially determines whether you can you can to raise prices without losing customers or without losing uh, not too many customers. I'm simplifying it quite a bit, but this is this is in layman's term. That would be essentially if you increase the prices by five percent, will you lose five percent of your sales, or will you lose less or more? If you can you can think of I don't know public transport for example if you increase the prices you don't have a choice you still have to do this so you will you know just sigh and do it anyway but you know if some more of the luxury goods and things that are perceived as luxury goods you know and prices increase and start to bite people buy less or people go out less often so generally speaking uh, like in in restaurant business there would be come there would be restaurants that would be able to raise prices and people would go anyway they would sacrifice somewhere else but they would still go and have dinner every friday in their that restaurant and there would be other places that you know they they had to increase the prices and customers just went somewhere else it just means the perception of value is just not there or competition is tight or a combination of both or some yes there are some substitutes around so this is this is what i mean by pricing power so some places will have more pricing power than the others and i guess usually boils down to loyalty of your customers and the yeah value perception I suppose also it's um, confidence in your product. So a lot of operators are nervous to raise prices because they feel that they'll alienate their customers. But if you, I don't know, if you really believe in what you're offering, um, perhaps it's it's about putting trust in your customers to to um, to come with you on on that journey. But you know, even as I say that, you know, there are realities about how much disposable income people have, and restaurants are in the end discretionary spending. So it's um. I mean, you can you can uh, you can feel the anguish in these questions, can't you? Absolutely, and yes, uh, I mean, all the prices are rising. It is period of high inflation. Customers have less discretion, less money to spend on everything, so they have to make choices. They have to make decisions. Some of them are tough decisions. Um, so yeah, it's just about making 
you know, making sure that you stay high enough on the priority, again, it's easier said than done, stay higher up on the priority list in their standing that you give them this extra level that they want to stay with you and they want to buy things from you, even if you have to raise the prices. But then again, I believe that that's when education piece comes in um, as well, when, you know, you just, just sometimes you have to be honest and upfront. And, you know, my local coffee shop has a sign, beans went up in price over the past months by that much. I'm sorry, but we have to put up the prices. And I understand, and I love my local coffee shop, and I still go there. And yes, my coffee is more expensive, but you know, it's 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 part of my ritual, and I want to support my, my you know, they're lovely people. It's family-operated business, and uh, yeah, I still go there, and I love them. Mm. Well, I guess yeah, they've demonstrated the value. They've built up that trust, and um, you've they've shared a narrative. They brought you along for the ride, so they've sort of done all the things that you've said people should do. <laughs> I, yeah, they they do. They do, yeah. And if it's some, yeah, some, some, some less known place where I go only occasionally, and the prices went up uh, high, you know, quite, by quite a bit, and I don't have any emotional connection to it, I would probably drop it or just, you know, try something else. Mm, interesting. Well, Alice, so great to get your expertise, sort of inside and outside perspective on the hospitality industry with your um, expertise as a pricing strategist. Um, any final words for hospitality businesses? Oh, hang on in there, guys. <laughs> it is tough. It is tough, but we need you. And yeah, it's such a, it's, it's such a, uh, it must be such a rewarding, but also a really hard game to play at the moment. Yeah, definitely. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today, Alice, and uh, enjoy that coffee at your beloved local cafe. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Danny. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you.